listening to The Portable Foodie. My name is Paris. I live in Devon in the UK with my husband of many years. I'm not a chef or even a particularly good cook, but food and eating is my passion. I'm sure the silent millions of my regular listeners will recall the walrus on a treadmill that was my abortive, all-inclusive episode last year. Owing to a poor choice of recording device and a lack of, well, most things really, the only parts both audible and worth listening to were made so only by an excess of alcohol. From the start, I was full of lofty ideas for a serious appraisal of the merits, or lack thereof, of all-inclusive eating. I honestly believed that it was not that bad, and it wasn't. Everyone needs at least one trashy holiday a year. Regardless of whether or not you get one, your allowance should certainly be at least one. Whether it's a weekend in a dishevelled caravan, in a Pripyat-style holiday park somewhere ghastly up north, or heartburn and chips and a pint of carling on a costa, it doesn't matter. You should have that time. Your expectancies are naturally and reasonably low, at least if you have approached that holiday in the right frame of mind. If you do, you'll find yourself less apprehensive, less consciously in search of good memories to bring home, less desperately compiling the next set of holiday or life story top trumps. Yes, my heart will always be on the Côte d'Azur, probably at a pavement cafe, waiting for Carl to join me so we can go to the market and see what's good for dinner. However, I digress. Right now, my arse is in departures at Bristol Airport. It's 06 something awful o'clock in the morning, and I'm here with friends Natalie, Phil, Andre and Carl, who is currently still in the loo. And we are about to head off to an almost worryingly bargain, all-inclusive Tunisian five-star. Our requirements are sun, relaxation and very little else. So where does the podcast come into it? Very good question. Well, it's back to consumption. Given that everything or virtually everything will be free, the choice varied and the environment one of carefree indulgence, what do I gravitate towards? Is it the most calorific, the most highly flavoured or the most costly food? Gluttony is an essential part of the human being, an evolutionary trait. And increasingly these days, a lard-coated time bomb. Is gluttony an almost inescapable part of all-inclusive? Worse still, is gluttony something keenly catered for? My foods provided first and foremost to fill. Do my eating habits change? Are my choices different? Do they remain in a general and predictable pattern for the whole week? Or do they ebb and flow? It's a fairly lousy excuse for a podcast, I'll admit. I'm unpacked. This is far as we can call popping the lid of my case open, unpacking. Uh, we have just changed, looked around, and we're about to rendezvous, rendezvous poolside. Uh, probably minus everything we bought in departures for just extra time. Uh, it is hot, really hot. Uh, the hotel, hotel is clean, uh, tidy, sort of thing. It's one, one of probably all you could want for the money. So air um, I have, uh, I've already sampled my first all-inclusive uh, beverage. Yeah, it was all right. Uh, spirits are local. 
Fierce thankfully isn't, and the mixers. Uh, anyway, this isn't a review, it's about the experience, and currently I'm in the toilet, which is not a great experience, so uh, I'm off downstairs. Speaking of experiences, I've just tried the red wine. Oh god, that's unbelievable! It's like a trail in a glass, good grief! It's like Ribena cut with bleach and children's... Cheers! God! Right. Bit of podcasting. Oh, brilliant. Can I just... Finally. Right. One thing I want to know <laughs> is... You don't even need an imagination, do you? No, you can probably see you're willing and then it goes in a bit where you brought it no, I'm, just I'm not sure this is a podcast. But <laughs> no. I'm just wondering, with all-inclusive food, does everyone think that their eating habits have changed because of all-inclusive foods for this week? Yeah, yes. I've not had a peanut butter sandwich. No, but in terms of... Do you... Are you burrowing for your asshole there? No, I'm just... But do, you think, but do you think you've eaten more regularly or different foods or just more? more. Is it... I've eaten more per more. meal sitting. I mean, I, normally eat... I have a Belvita biscuit for breakfast. I eat more healthy more. foods. No, More? No, don't. you don't. I do. I had loads of salad today. Yeah, Where? Yeah, that was Chips. offset by all the crap. Drowned in mayonnaise. The ice cream. I really enjoyed it. I really did. I had more than half of the plate of salad. It was really nice. Jesus, I, I don't know whose plate you had, but the one I saw. house from. coffee or an Cafe coffee and a chocolate digestive biscuit or a hobnob or something like that. Oh, fuck. Good. I would love that. But I think I'm snacking a lot less. Yeah, yeah because we're having Because we haven't got anything. <laughs> We but have nothing to snack on. There's well, no, nothing we are, available. We are packing bread and pizza into our bags and taking that down to snack. <laughs> Don't but say I, that. So we're definitely snacking less, but are you eating... Are you taking advantage of food you wouldn't normally eat and yeah. eating it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah because, because I mean, most of the stuff here I wouldn't normally eat. And like what? I try to find something... Well, chips for like lunch and dinner yeah. every day. No, but I, I haven't had chips for lunch. I had but what are you eating that you wouldn't normally eat? Good question. Fried eggs. Right. Pancakes. Oh, I had scrambled eggs. And you wouldn't normally have that? I wouldn't normally have scrambled eggs. Because he wouldn't cook it for himself, otherwise he would have it. I only like my own scrambled eggs. Yeah, I only like mine. Yeah, scrambled eggs should be runny. In the microwave. No, they should be runny. They should be. They should not be like foam rubber. And you cannot do scrambled eggs in a microwave. No, No, foam rubber. No, you have to with butter. And ideally with onion. And you've got to constantly stir them. With onion? What are you? Eastern European? No, you can... You, I've seen them. With onion, yeah. No. No. You don't have scrambled eggs with onion. You have. No. You chop You've got onion. to put butter. Yeah, exactly. A butter, chopped onion, you brown it slightly, then chop the... put the um, egg on. And, Not at all. Yeah, and then you leave it yeah, on. But nice. I just don't... In a way, I don't think I'm eating much more than I normally would, but I must be. Well, we're definitely not eating more than on Azamara. But I'm just... <laughs> I'm just thinking I'm... All-inclusive should change your eating habits in the week that you do it, and it's not. No. We're actually... Uh, the only thing we're doing is, is eating more. Yeah. And it's not much more. 
<laughs> no, we don't eat muscle. We're drinking vastly. Oh, yeah. Vastly more, huge amounts. Oh, we do, yeah. Because I don't drink home normally. I think because it's just normal food, isn't it? It's nothing special, it's nothing... You would say, oh, wow, so you don't tempt to go. maybe that's it. I think if there was something that was, wow, something different, like a sort of some exotic casserole that you'd never tried or something like that. Like when we were in the West Indies, they had Kalaloo, which I'd never tried before, which is similar to spinach, and it was kind of prepared differently and had different things. But all the food down there is bog-standard European. Every single thing in every tray you can look at and go, yeah, I know roughly what that is. Mm. It's oddly, though, odd, though, that of all the things, the weakest part of any hotel holiday is always the tea and coffee and the drinks, the things that are really... The simple things that are really close to your heart, like tea and coffee, and have specifics linked to your home. But they should have biscuits, at least, especially for British people. There were some what kind of biscuits, biscuits, weren't there? We had, on well, the people, first day. like in England, they all have rich tea and tea. Yeah. Haven't they? Or you got digestive, like Carl said earlier. But where would you have You just have that... Huh? Where would you have the biscuits? Well, lo- well in the location of the biscuits yeah. on, the, on the floor downstairs. Well, somewhere by the tea. Well, they had biscuits the other day with the cakes, didn't they? They just tasted very, very dry and just like pastry. Yeah, or like we had in Morocco with Phil, just leave them somewhere by the reception area. So if people want to snack, and won't, because they have coffee machine there anyway, and if they really want to snack in the afternoon, they fancy nice coffee, which is not very nice, and nice cup of tea, which is disgusting, then they can actually help themselves and eat it, can they? What's the other in Morocco? It's lovely. What, so what's been everyone's food highlight and low light so far? Um, I think I, the spinach was amazing. Yeah, I, I did. God. It said beets, and it was amazing. It was slush. It was I like turbocharged it. spinach. Oh, I loved it. it. Spinach is beetroot top six. That's well, probably quite good. I think that. so. It was good. lush, mm. whatever it was. It looked horrible, but it tasted like turbocharged spinach. It was, it was very great. nice. I really liked it. I loved it. Mm. And I, it looked horrible, and I went back for a huge scoop of more. How about you, Nat? What's, what's been your special thing? Again, the beets. The highlight that you liked that as well. Loved it. What was your low lo- your low point? The drinks. Mm. What the cocktails? Yeah. The mojito the, the, was the horrendous. The fizzy isn't like mm. our normal fizz. No. Mm. It's not got the sugar content. No. Yeah. Carly, what's yours? He's too busy. The lowest. There's quite a few, to be honest. Especially if you had to pick one that was just... Not that you didn't enjoy, but one that you thought was badly done. What, what was the one I spitted? Oh, you not like this. Oh, I did that as well. What was that one I spitted? Oh, that was the, the deep-fried deep fried thing. Oh, yeah, the donut or whatever. That was disgusting. That was inedible. I mean, it, it was, was grey. It wasn't even fucking cooked or fried. No, it was grey, lardy, horrible. What and the was salty people. So salty, they were just like inedible. Being dipped in the sea. Yeah, they were just horrendous. Carly, what was your high and low points? Um, I really liked those meatballs and spaghetti that I had the other day. That was quite nice. It was, it was quite nice, but it's just that it did repeat on you. But I think you find that with meatballs in our country anyway. What do you think was done worst? 
Not that you didn't enjoy, but it was just I don't think done. they can do desserts very well. I don't no. know. What it is. No, I think the desserts. Were, although that thing we had the other one with the layer of fudge on it, that was quite. That was that great. Was right. that but was that was the first thing we actually enjoyed. Yeah. A bunch of ice cream. Really but no matter where we've gone, the Caribbean, Greece, Mexico. The desserts are all like that. Desserts are always weak. I think they're bought in, but surely if they're bought in, it should be easier to do right. Surely they love their desserts. Things like baklava would be nice. Oh, I mean, they had dates. They were lovely. I haven't tried them yet. No, the dates were good. They were really nice. I love dates, but I haven't tried them yet. One of the most calorific foods you can eat, though. But they're healthy, though. During our stay, we were entitled to just one visit to the hotel's grand a la carte restaurant. And I knew we were on to a loser when Phil came back from making our reservation. Right, so it's what time is it? Half six in the evening. So at half six in the evening and we're going to um, the a la carte restaurant which we get to go to once for free in our stay. One time. It's advertised as a la carte, but we, at time of booking, we were asked whether we wanted chicken or lamb. Which um, is a bit of a worry, because a la carte means kind of like of, of the menu. You should as, be able to have from the menu. As I said earlier on, though, a la carte probably means something different in Tunisia, and both me and um, Phil, in our wisdom and our thinking, said it probably means over here you get what you're given, like it or lump it. And what did we go for, chicken or lamb? We haven't. Do you mean we haven't? We didn't go for either because I didn't know what were people having. That's brilliant. So I imagine we probably... don't worry. Don't worry, yeah. even though you haven't chosen. <laughs> all right. So it's some dreadful... Don't worry, it all tastes the same anyway. Given that our normal dining room was a decent enough affair, heavy and dictator chic and smeared mirrors, but also clean, bright and well run, from this point of reference, you'd expect the a la carte restaurant to be a step up, the jewel in the restaurant's crown, rather than the hemorrhoid in its asshole. I can only describe the place as resembling those calendar shops that invade long-abandoned shops in the run-up to Christmas. We approached the anonymous restaurant, and by anonymous I mean there were no signs advertising the restaurant, the windows were heavily tinted, and the lights appeared to be turned off. But, fuelled by an excess of brightly coloured beverages, we all lurched inside. The floors were tiled in the sort of buff bathroom tiles you see smashed up in skips, at least those that matched, and was complemented by decorative trellis work of the sort seen in 80s supermarket cafes, only much more abused. Gazing around the restaurant, we took in the mixture of booths, tables of different heights and sizes, surrounded by arthritic chairs, and a large and entirely deserted bar area with, count them, 16 ornate chandeliers. Sadly, only four, count them, were working. We were shown to a table in the corner and our waiter disappeared. No menu, no wine list, no cocktails, no air conditioning and no welcome. But there was bread on the table, almost enough knives to go round and music piped from the depths of easy listening hell. Our starter looked like hell. Honestly, it was three splodges on a plate some discarded lettuce, a little Greek pastry, but it tasted wonderful. Light, refreshing, tangy, great. It's going to be a good night. At least, so we thought. 
The starter was good. <laughs> Does someone want to explain the main? I mean, bearing in mind it's an a la carte main, restaurant right. a la carte. without a menu. So, of course, when we entered, we were given, like, some entrees, and then we were giving out menus to make a choice, you know, a la carte off the menu. It's Paris Central Times. Um, Did we get a menu? No. 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 Chicken. <laughs> we didn't get a choice. It was, like, it was like being on an airline. Chicken or beef? Chicken or beef? Chicken or yeah, beef? Chicken or lamb? Chicken or lamb? Chicken or lamb? Chicken or lamb? You didn't even have a vegetarian <laughs> option. No. And then it came out, and it was okay. It wasn't in proportion. The meat wasn't in proportion no. with the couscous. There no. Was too much couscous. What I ate was lovely, and I always made sure there was a chickpea with the bite because I quite like that texture mm. thing yeah. going on and stuff. But, um, you know, apparently the lamb wasn't even. Mine was no bones, no gristle. It was really nice lamb. Well, These two. Mine was all fucking yeah. bone, and I had and gristle, mm. and I had literally, I'm not joking, I had two bites of lamb. My chicken, our chicken was leg. I love the chicken. I might have a leg. I, I didn't. Well, it was leg, leg with a bit of. It wasn't breast. No, I had a breast and a wing. Oh. I didn't have a leg. You did right then. Yeah, I was. Uh, my chicken was actually nice and moist, and uh, couscous was lovely. I really liked it. And then, of course, dessert came out, which was. Well, you know, <laughs> Bruce, in, Bruce you know, in Stokes, <laughs> at the end of the week, he used to get rid of all their yeah. damaged fruit and veg and threw it out of the back. And then there's people and next to us who would forage for that stuff. divers, yeah. Go, go. We're skip food. That's kind of, yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, I mean, it wasn't just a little bit dented. I mean, it was beaten up to Even fuck. the figs Oranges, were apples and figs. That's what it was. But there was only four figs. <laughs> I loved it. Food. Um, starter, great. Main, okay. And um, dessert, awful. That wasn't dessert. That what, was not dessert. tea and coffee? Oh, yeah. oh tea was... What was wrong with the tea? It was just disgusting. It was um, in a glass and had pine nuts. I didn't in like it. it. it was, um, if it doesn't have milk in it, it just tastes. Yeah, just to benefit the tape, can you tell everyone what you did with your tea? I drank it. <laughs> no, you opened the window and threw it out. <laughs> Very embarrassingly. Why? It, it was disgusting. Because if you were caught, it would have been so embarrassing. Yes. It was a national insult. drink. You open the window and throw it down. <laughs> Imagine if we'd done that in your country. Yeah. You would drink it. You would drink it. And it stops there. As I began to edit this episode down, the terrorist attacks in Seuss began. I could see our hotel room from the TV footage and the beach on which we'd sat overturned lounges, scattered books, tables and drinks, blood spattered obscenely on the pristine magnolia sand. I believe it to be just as inappropriate to be cowed by such events as it is to ignore it. Those events are not a narrative device, so we'll finish here. You've been listening to The Portable Foodie. If you've enjoyed this, do my ego a favour, tell a couple of people and subscribe to the podcast. Thank you.